Hello everyone and welcome to the Tappet Podcast. Our third episode uh, today is all about haunted dolls. Now at a young age, children all over the world have had dolls to give them comfort and to play with. Little girls have had little tea parties with them, talking to them, dressing them up, that kind of thing. Even some adults have had uh, many dolls, like the porcelain dolls that they may have collected over the years. Now, as we grow older, sometimes these are passed down to our own children or even our grandchildren to love and to cherish and to pass them on from generation to generation. As a young lad, I even played with um, Action Man figures and Star Wars figures. But how many kids actually feel like their doll is talking back to them when they speak to them? Now, is it just their imagination or did they actually hear them talk? The vacant eyes and frozen grins can be scary enough with any doll. But what happens when the doll stirs at night and starts to move around on its own accord? Is it our own imagination or does the doll have a mind of its own? Or is the doll haunted or possessed? Have you ever experienced anything like this? If you have, we'll give you the details to contact us because we'd love to hear from you at the end of this podcast. So the question is, can dolls be haunted? This episode will look at uh, the supposedly haunted dolls and some of the most famous haunted dolls that have been reputed to be possessed or haunted. And they've even had films made of them. So like the one that we're going to look at first about Annabelle. Some of you may have already seen the films. Annabelle is a raggy doll, not like the one in the movie which looks a lot more sinister. Today, Annabelle is imprisoned in a glass case in the collection of the famous uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren in the United States. In the movie, Annabelle, um, Annabelle sorry, is played by a much creepier looking doll. In real life, Annabelle has a sweet face like any other ragged doll. However, her story is not so sweet at all. Now, according to the Warrens, Annabelle was given to a, nun, a young nursing student named Donna by her mother in 1970. The doll would move around the apartment when Donna and her roommate Angie were not at home. The young women were willing to put up with the doll that moved around on her own, but things soon got scarier. One night Donna returned home to find Annabelle in her bed with blood on her hands. The blood or some sort of red liquid seemed to be coming from the doll itself. That wasn't enough though, Donna finally agreed to bring in a psychic medium. The sensitives sat with the doll and told the girls that long before the apartment uh, complex had been there, there had been a field on that property. A young seven-year-old girl called Annabelle Higgins was found dead in the field. Her spirit, however, still remained, but when the doll came into the house, the girl, Annabelle, latched onto it. She found Donna and Angie to be very trustworthy, and she just wanted to stay with them. She felt safe with them. And being sweet nurturing types, like the, as I said, they were both nurse, nursing students, Angie and Donna agreed to let Annabelle stay with them. But that's when all hell broke loose. Uh, Angie and Donna's friend, Lou, hated the doll. He thought there was something deeply wrong with it, something evil. But the girls, being modern women, didn't believe in that sort of thing. There must have been an explanation uh, and reason. But soon, Annabelle's actions got even weirder. Donna began to find pieces of parchment paper around the house with messages written on it, saying, help us, or they would say, help Lou. 
just to make things much more creepier, nobody in the house owned parchment paper. So what the hell was, where is it coming from and what the hell was going on? Lou started to have bad dreams. Dreams where Annabelle was in his bed and she would climb up his leg as he lay frozen in bed, sliding up to his chest and neck and closing her stuffed hands around his throat trying to choke him out. He would wake up terrified, head pounding like the blood had all been cut off from his brain. He was freaking out and he was worried about the girls. A few days later, he and Angie were hanging around their apartment uh, planning a road trip and they heard some moving around in Donna's room. They suddenly froze. Was it a break-in? Was there an intruder in the apartment? So Lou crept over to the door and listened to the rustling within. He threw open the door and everything was as it should be, except Annabelle was off the bed and sitting in the corner. As he approached the doll, Lou was consumed with a feeling and a burning on the back of his neck that indicated that someone was staring at him and he spun round, but there was nobody there. The room was empty. Then suddenly he had pain in his chest. He looked down, undone his shirt, and saw some series of raking claw marks, rough ditches in his flesh that burned. He knew Annabelle had done this. The weird claw marks began to heal almost immediately and were totally gone within two days. There were light wounds that none of them have ever seen before. They needed more help and they turned to Ed and, Lauren, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren the paranormal investigators. It didn't take the Warrens long to come to their conclusion that there was no ghost in this case. There was an inhum, hum, inhuman sorry, spirit in the demon and attached it and it attached to the doll. They began to warn that the doll wasn't possessed, but demons don't possess things, they only possess people. But it was clinging to the doll, manipulating it in order to give the impression of a haunting but it was targeting Donna's soul. A priest was called and he performed an exorcism on the apartment and the Warrens took possession of the doll. They put it in a bag and began the long drive home. Ed agreed to stay off the highways because there was concern that a demon might in some way mess with the car and at 65 miles an hour that would be very disastrous. Sure enough, as they drove back along the roads, the engine kept cutting out, the power steering kept failing, and even the brakes gave them trouble. So Ed opened the bag and sprinkled the doll with holy water, and the disturbances stopped, well for the moment. Ed left the doll next to his desk when they got it home, and it began to levitate. That happened a couple of times, and when it seemed to just quit, finally laying quietly, but then in a couple of weeks, Annabelle was back to her old tricks, started appearing in different rooms in the Warrens' home. Sensing that the doll was ramping, up, uh, ramping things back up, the Warrens called for a Catholic priest to exercise Annabelle. The priest didn't take it seriously, telling Annabelle, you're just a doll, you can't hurt anyone. This was a big mistake. On his way home, the priest brakes, fail, brakes failed on his car, and his car was in the it was totaled in a horrible accident, but luckily he survived. Eventually the Warrens built a locked case for Annabelle, and now she resides there to this day. 
The locked cage seems to have uh, kept the doll from moving around, but it seems whatever terrible entity is attached to the doll is still there and waiting, biding its time, ready for the day when it can be free again. This is uh, scary stuff. So what we do now, we're going to look into other famous dolls. Uh, the next one I want to talk to you about, uh, we look at um, the story of Robert the doll. Now, Robert was an inspiration for the terrifying Chucky the doll in the Child Play series. Robert is a life-size doll, which is rather unusual in itself. It's reportedly made by a famous serif toy company in Germany, and it was given to the Florida artist Robert Eugene Jean Otto as a birthday present when he was a child in 1904. His grandfather had built it while on a trip to Germany. The doll wears a sailor suit that was probably a childhood outfit of the real Jean. Another story is that the doll was a gift from a malicious voodoo practicing maid as a revenge for some unknown wrongdoing by the family. Stories of the doll's odd behavior began early, with reports of the doll changing expressions and moving around the house on its own. One theory says that Jean himself unleashed the doll's power, blaming his childhood misdeeds on the famous life-size doll who wore the, his clothing and bore his name. Those who lived in the house reported hearing Jean talk to Robert. Perhaps not that unusual, but Robert would talk back. As the years went on, Robert's deed turned darker. The doll is blamed for many misfortunes, including financial collapse, broken bones and car accidents. Robert the doll remained in the Otto family in the West Keys, Florida throughout Jean's life and even after, after his death. The house passed to new owners who kept the living doll for 20 years and Robert now resides in a museum in West Keys where tourists can now visit him. So that's Robert the doll. Next we're going to look at something that is the most unlikely uh, doll that's apparently possessed or haunted that you would ever think of. Now this is Elmo from Sesame Street. So you may have heard about this story, you may not. So the little furry red Elmo doll is one of the most successful toys that was ever sold. Talking Elmo dolls were a must-have uh, gift for uh, any child in 1996. Early Elmos giggled when you tickled him, but now they've acquired larger vocabulary as the years went on. But this doesn't explain that the Elmo Knows Your Name doll purchased by the Bowman family in the United States in 2008 for their two-year-old son named James. As you know, uh, Elmo Knows Your Name is programmed to speak its owner's name along with a few other phrases. But the Bowmans, uh, when they came to it, um, they needed to change the battery on Elmo. But then he started ab-living, singing in a singing voice, the doll chanted, Kill James. Not something any parent would likely find endearing. So what I want to do for you now is just play you a quick um, news clip from the United States um, about this. So here it is. 
Good evening, I'm Keith Cake. And I'm Stacey Scheibel. Thank you for joining us tonight. He is cute, he's cuddly, he likes to sing and laugh. But a Bay Area mother says the Elmo doll that she bought for her two-year-old son is now making death threats, and she's not laughing. News Channel 8's Peter Bernard shows us why Elmo's new vocabulary has her wondering if Elmo has a dark side. Two-year-old James Bowman loves Elmo. Yep, he saw him on his diaper one day, and that was it. <laughs> Walk into his Lithia living room, and you notice there are Elmo dolls everywhere. James even has Elmo slippers. About an hour later, I noticed exactly what it was saying, and my son was repeating exactly what it was saying. Yeah, James? When he's not playing with one of the Elmos, he's watching Elmo on TV. His latest Elmo, the Elmo Knows Your Name doll, recently ran out of batteries. His mother, Melissa, put new ones in. Yeah, James? What was that? Yeah, James? This Elmo doll connects to a computer to learn certain phrases and the child's name. But yesterday's battery switch appears to have taught Elmo how to make death threats. It's not something that really you would think that would ever come out of a toy, but once I heard it, I was just kind of distraught. Yeah, Melissa has a dilemma. This Elmo is her son's favorite toy, but she doesn't want him to hear the Sesame Street character saying the offending phrase. Yeah, she called the toy's maker Fisher Price. Considering the fact that my son was repeating it has really upset me, and there's nothing that they are even going... They didn't even sound concerned about it, really, when I, t when I spoke to them. So for now, this Elmo is going to be out of the mix at the Bowman house. And this is his absolute favorite toy, so we've been going through a lot of hassle because <laughs> he's trying to climb up the counter and up the closets to get it. Within the past hour, I, half hour, I spoke to a representative at Fisher Price, the maker of the Elmo doll. The rep tells me they will gladly issue a voucher for a replacement or another toy if Melissa sends the doll to them. Fisher Price spokesman says they have experts who can evaluate the toy and determine exactly what happened. The toy maker plans to check to see if there are other Elmos with the same problem. Stacy, I have a two-year-old, so I know how they like to repeat, too. Thank you, Peter. Melissa Bowman says that she has not tried to reprogram the Elmo Dow. She fears that the toy could do the same thing, even if she does. So there you go, folks. That was a clip from the uh, talking Elmo uh, threatening to kill the, um, the little child, James, saying kill James. Um, whether it is haunted or not, or possessed, who knows? Obviously, you can program the doll itself. So, as a skeptic, um, I'm not so sure about this. But uh, I'll leave the uh, decision up to you whether you think it is or not. Okay, so next we moved on to another story about a doll. Um, it's called Mandy the Haunted Doll. Mandy uh, apparently does not play well with other dolls. In the museum in Canada, where it now where she now lives. Staff say they must keep her in a separate display case because when she's displayed with other dolls, she keeps knocking them over. Um, staff also report that their lunches disappear and that when visitors uh, uh, visit there and try to take photos with their cameras, the camera often fails when taking a picture of the doll. Now, Mandy is a porcelain doll, um, was probably manufactured in Europe around about 1910. The woman who donated uh, to, uh, reported uh, and told the museum that she was getting rid of the doll because it would often cry at night and kept her awake. So that's quite scary enough in itself. Um, another story is up, next up is uh, Letter the Doll. 
Letter the Doll, also known as Let Me Out, is truly one of the scariest looking haunted dolls out there. Now this child size doll is said to be around about 200 years old and is made of carved wood and actually has real human hair. Whose hair it is, nobody seems to know. The doll's owner, Kerry Walton, claims to have found Letter in the 1970s while exploring a deserted home in Wagga Wagga in Australia. Walton brought back the figurine to his home in Queensland. Soon after then, uh, some strange uh, events started to occur. Household items would shift their positions. They had scuff marks appear on the floor. The Walton's children complained of having nightmares. One night they woke up screaming and Letter was talking and moving around all on its own in their room, which is scary enough for any child. Dogs would turn aggressive when they were near the doll and uh, guests claimed to have seen the doll move on its own. At some point, Walton tried to sell off the doll, only to find that he physically could not get him out of the car when he tried to sell him. Walton asserted Letter's origins back into the Eastern Europe. He believes the doll is a vessel haunted by a spirit of a boy who drowned many years ago. Letter is currently uh, touring around Australia with Walton, sitting on the laps of those that are brave enough to take a picture with the grinning figurine. Now, that is scary enough as it is. Well, would you dare to let a supposedly haunted doll sit on your knee? Would you be in fear of the doll actually uh, getting possessed by yourself? Who knows? Okay, so it's bad enough actually owning a haunted doll, but what would happen if you, if you lived on an island of haunted dolls? Now this next story, um, this is uh, about an island of dolls, is located on the canal system south of Mexico City. The island is completely covered by broken and decaying dolls that hang from the trees. The dolls were placed there by Julian Santana Barrera. I hope I've said that right. He's the former owner of the island who festooned the island with the dolls in effort to appease the spirit of a girl who drowned nearby. And the site is only accessible by boat. Given its eerie backstory and unsettling state, the island of the dolls is a popular tourist destination. Those who visit the island walk among the dolls claiming to hear the figurines whisper to them. Visitors are also encouraged to leave offerings and other dolls on the island to add to the collection. So there you go, there's just a few of those uh, supposed haunted dolls that are quite famous which you can search online. But what actually makes a doll haunted though? Most feel that they are possessed by spirits of children or owners that have passed away and their spirits live in these dolls. But it's difficult to scientifically prove if they are haunted or possessed. Now, for research purposes, I went on to YouTube um, and there are numerous videos of supported, uh, supposed haunted dogs. Some of the videos, um, we cannot say if they're real or not. Obviously, there's a lot of technology out there and you can manipulate videos, that type of thing now. And being a skeptic, that's one thing I would uh, definitely look into. But some of the reactions from the children playing with them, it, it doesn't seem like it's made up or, you know, been made a fake. One video that I saw was a, a little girl talking to her mother on the camera, on the, on the phone camera, 
um, and she was talking to her mother saying that she didn't really like the doll whilst holding it. And at this point, you see the doll's head turn to look at the young girl instantly. Its head swivels around really quick and stares at the young girl. The young girl sees this out of the corner of her eye and screams, drops the doll and runs away. Her mother also runs away and drops the camera, with the camera still recording. Both of them running away screaming. So that's just one of the videos I saw. There's many other videos if you want to go on YouTube and just type in haunted dolls. Um, you'll see lots of stories on there. Um, it also seems that you can actually purchase um, haunted dolls. Now, again, for research purposes, I went on to eBay and Amazon. And looking on there, there are over 842 dolls. This was on eBay. And they're ranging in price from £2.50 to £300, up to one I saw was £800. Now, obviously, my first thought is the more expensive, is it that they are more possessed or more haunted? I have no idea. Um, this is one thing that I think me and my team might actually uh, look into, but I don't think I'll be paying over £800 for a doll. Most of the descriptions on eBay um, with haunted dolls uh, have a story with them, just like the one I, I saw on there. Now, this particular um, doll, it was, the main title was uh, Haunted Porcelain Doll Vessel, and it was priced at £50. It was two dolls, with one being a mother doll and one being a child doll. Uh, more descriptive details went on to say Haunted Porcelain Doll Vessel. Now, these belong to Carissa's mother. Now, Carissa uh, died at the age of 10, and her mother, Lucille, died at the age of 42. Carissa and her mother, um, Lucille, were killed in a car crash. And they'd been out for the day, and her mother, Lucille, had taken her to one of the uh, museums in London, and she'd also taken her to London Zoo. They were happy, had a great day. One thing led to another, and quite a few people, uh, unfortunately, in this car crash, ended up in the pile, um, which they had been on the way home. Unfortunately, Carissa and Lucille didn't stand a chance. Um, it then goes on to say the vessels need to be together. They can both move objects. Never feel lonely when occupying them in your home. They're great company and they look amazing. Now it goes on again to say Lucille occupies the governess porcelain doll and Carissa occupies the girl vessel. They work well, they both work well with a Ouija board. Now in bold letters at the bottom it does say eBay tells you that this is for entertainment and that they are tangible items. So again it boils down to is it true that they are haunted or is it I don't know. It, it's, well, I'll leave that up to you. Um, so that's just one of the many dolls that you can purchase um, on eBay. Now, are they possessed? Are they haunted? Who knows? Can we scientifically prove it? Again, um, it'll be down to uh, you know paranormal investigators, that type of thing, um, paranormal psychologists. Um, just to see if you know if there's any way that we can prove that they are haunted. Again, going back to um, when I did some research on YouTube, I found a clip from the, this morning program in the UK, 
and it was Eamon Holmes and his wife um, that were interviewing this lady that had purchased this haunted doll. And the doll, uh, they had um, Eamon and his wife on one, cou uh, one couch, and the owner on another, and then the doll was sat on a rocking chair in the middle between them. Now the doll was sat completely still, the rocking chair was completely still. As they were talking um, on live TV, the doll, uh, the actual chair started rocking. Now Eamon's wife saw this out of the corner of her eye, everybody started to comment on it, and Eamon's wife was absolutely completely freaked out by this and said, you know, whatever you're doing, please stop that. And um, within a few seconds, it stopped completely. Now, was that the doll doing it? Was it a trickery of the camera? Was it someone playing a prank? Who knows? Again, I'll leave that up to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, for me personally, do I believe in them being possessed or haunted? I think I'd need a lot more evidence to, to be proven wrong at this moment. I, I don't believe they are. But, you know, I'll leave that uh, down to you. Uh, I'm very skeptical on these sort of things um, without uh, scientifically being proven, who knows. So there you have it. Um, there's a few things on Haunted Dolls there. Um, if you have a story or two that you'd like to share with us, then please feel free to contact us via our social media, uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter. Alternatively, you can contact us by email at info at tappetcrew.info or you can email myself at matt at tappetcrew.info. Now, hopefully uh, later on we'll be, um, in, in the later episodes, we'll be talking to various other people uh, on this subject. Um, so hopefully you'll hear from them uh, in due course. But uh, for now, thanks for listening. And uh, if you need, to, if you'd like to some more information on the team and for future investigations uh, or just general news, please go onto our social media sites. Um, we hopefully, with the COVID-19, will be uh, looking to book f uh, future events and future investigations. Uh, we'll also be doing more for our YouTube channel and more podcasts in the near future. Uh, but for now, um, I'd like to say stay safe. Don't forget to wear your face mask when you're out and about. Make sure you wash your hands regularly to help protect you and others. So thanks again, and we will speak to you soon. Don't forget, if you want to contact us, feel free. Thank you for listening. Thank you.